we were sent out here to do a story. To do a story about what? Uh, as you can see, there's construction underway here. Uh, they've dug out a little bit. There's water has accumulated. Traffic's backed up. In a city the size of Houston, there's always traffic. So what's the big fucking deal? What the fuck are we doing out here? I ask you. What in the fuck are we doing here? I really... No, I really want to... i got some bad ideas in my head. I just... Cookies need love like everything does. <laughs> and I will tell you, it's three agencies of government when I get there that are gone. Commerce, education, and the... Uh, uh, what's the third one there? Let's see. <laughs> It's not a new theory. The philosopher Descartes believed it was the third eye. It's not a theory. It's a fact. Yeah, I'm still alive. I'm still breathing. I mean, look, we can all get into sort of feeling, you know, sorry for ourselves or having a pity party about the past or what's happened. It's just not worth it because it affects the present and it affects the future. You can't sort of play into that sort of stuff. Welcome to Pop Culture Purgatory. Welcome back to Pop Culture Purgatory. This is Jeremy. This is Decent. And on this uh, episode, we got a couple of um, some some night some late '80s and early '90s noirs, uh, both picked by my buddy here, Mike Decent. Uh, first timers for me and uh, and for Mike. Both uh, of them, yeah. Which is really cool. I love I love when this sort of shit happens where we watch a movie we never seen. Rarely it. does. I feel like we've all seen everything, even Chris. Right. You know, and Chris can't be here tonight, but he'll be back again with us next week. And we're gonna yeah. have some fun too coming up. Yeah, that'll be really fun. So this this is gonna be a and I think uh, Tron would actually like uh, he would like these movies too. So. Oh uh, yeah, I think yeah, I think he would love shitting all over him like we're going to gonna do. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, this is this is all right. So. We're talking about Kill Me Again from 1989, and we're talking about uh, The Last Seduction. What is that, 1980 what? I didn't, re- I didn't write that. Uh, 95? Hang on, I'm pulling it right up right now. It's just my computer. It's from the 90s. Slow. Yeah, um, 94. 94, okay. So um, first off, we're going to talk. Well, um, so, Mike, I want to ask you this first. Uh, so how did you, because you've watched The Last Seduction first, right? Yeah, I was just um, I was just scrolling through um, channel service. Well, I, I was on I was on Amazon Prime, and uh, I was just kind of going through different categories, and I stumbled on like cult hits or something like that. And I was like, oh, I'll see what's through here. All right. And when when I saw the cover poster, I looked like I thought it was gonna be like a vampire type thing because it's like <laughs> a real dark dark color poster. The last section, right. her head's kind of down. There's something in her mouth. I was like, oh, is that like a tooth? You know, or what? Like I couldn't really <laughs> tell from the small thumbnail. Right. No, it's completely not that at all. No. <laughs> but whenever I looked it up on IMDb and it had like a 7.1 directed by John Dahl, you know, Bill Pullman, um, you know, a really good cast, Linda Florentino, uh, Peter Berg, Bill, Bill a Nunn. couple other people. Huh? Bill Nunn. Uh, yes, he's absolutely. He's guy. I love Bill Nunn. Great guy. Great actor. And um, uh, so I was like, fuck it. You know, it, I read that it was a kind of a neo-noir, which I love noirs. I know you did too. Yeah, and um, yeah. so I watched it and, and it's messed up and weird but like the reason why i stuck it out is because when i was reading some trivia just like you know it was it was promoted as like a 
the John Dahl and the producer, John Dahl's the director and writer, I think, they, they, they got it funded by kind of lying to the producers and saying it was going to be like a straight up Skinamax kind of, you know, racy, <laughs> you know, just sex all the time with a little subplot in there. Right. But what they actually had intentions to make a good movie. And I think they do. Melinda Florentino's an evil sociopath in this movie, right. but she's hilarious. She plays it with like a little kind of dark humor to it that's it's funny, but it's as twisted as it is. Right, there's a lot of dark humor in that movie. I can't wait to uh, wait till we jump into it. Oh yeah, uh, but um, yeah, I was. Um, this is a, a really cool, one of those really surprising episodes for me and for you, I think too. And um, so let's get into it. Let's talk about "Kill Me Again" from 1989. Uh, this is uh, now. This is the cool part. I really thought this was cool. And when you brought it up to me and you told me who was in it, I was really surprised and like excited about it. Yeah, uh, this this stars Val Kilmer, which you know I'm a big Val Kilmer fan. You know, oh, uh, yeah, Val Kilmer is a great actor, and it's always really nice to see him in a movie. And it was really cool to see him and him, him playing a PI. I've never seen him play a PI before, you know, in a noir, which is really cool. And um, it also stars uh, his wife at the time, Joe Joanne Wally uh, Whaley. I'm not sure Whaley? exactly how you spell that. It's like or Joanne. Yeah, Joanne Whaley uh, Kilmer in this movie. At the time. Yeah, at the, at the time. Uh, who they met together in, while filming Willow. Right. Uh, which is really cool. And you got Michael Madsen in here. Oh, yeah. Uh, Michael Madsen doing a interrogation scene in a chair before Reservoir Dogs, which I thought right? was really cool. <laughs> that was really cool. Um, John so Grise is in here, too, who I love. Right, right, yeah. Yeah. Um, Got uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. John Grice is he's an unappreciated guy. The actor, one of those guys you kind of like, uh, kind of like a Dick Miller kind of character. Where you see this guy, like I, I love that guy. He's a good guy. He's been in so many like little you know character actor roles and small just parts, but he's always great. Right. I always think of him and Val Kilmer and real genius. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, uh, so I want to give a synopsis here. Um, this uh, young detective becomes involved with a beautiful woman on the run from the mob and her psych psychopath boyfriend. Now, I wanted to just mention one thing before we actually get into the movie. Now, I, I, I've never really paid too much attention to John Dahl, but um, John Dahl's an interesting director. I didn't realize this um, until I read some of his his, uh, his sort of criteria and stuff like that uh, today. But apparently he's like the only American director that's on Siskel and Ebert's like best of uh, list of, of movies. He, he had, uh, there was a movie called Red Rock Way that uh, John Dahl directed before uh, The Last oh, Adduction. Red Rock West, right? Or something like Red that? Red Rock West, yeah. yeah with Nicolas Cage. Uh, but um, apparently Red Rock, Red Rock West and The Last Adduction were both on the Siskel and Ebert's best of uh, list in the same uh same year, I think it was 1993, 1994. Because I, I, Siskel was the only one who put um, this one. Oh no, no, I'm thinking of the last seduction. Never mind, sorry. That also okay. got on one of uh, Siskel's favorite of the years in '95. My bad. I was getting the two movies confused. Well, that's not hard to do, but I, yeah. I, 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 I get it. But uh, that, that, I thought that was pretty interesting. There, he's like it's, it's Russian directors, French directors, but he's the only American dude that's on like he's on there like two or three times, which is pretty interesting. That's crazy. Um, yeah, that's pretty crazy. Um, especially where you see, you know, kind of see if you look through the guy's credits and see where he's gone. 
I mean, he hasn't done terrible things, but I mean, he's kind of just works like like most um, interesting so directors. A lot like, of TV, like a lot of TV bad, stuff. True um, Blood, fucking Shameless, Falling Skies, Homeland. Right, like, right. It pers- like tons. Dexter, the, Amer- the Americans, great show. Right, and I, I thought it was interesting because when we talked about uh, that awesome fucking movie with Bill Paxton and Billy Bob Thornton, uh, uh, I can't I forget the title of the movie. We covered it. I promise, I know, guys. I can't go back the and watch. Name either. Uh, <laughs> Great movie with Bill, and you know, um, I, I would even say that Bill Paxton would fit in in Kill Me Again or The Last Duck, and he he'd, he'd be great one for both move. of these movies. Yeah, one false move. That's it. But that that, that director is such a great director. He did the uh, the Devil in Blue Dress. He did, he makes like two amazing movies. They're also in like uh, Roger Ebert and Siskel's like uh, list, and then he right. just kind of makes. TV episodes, which is interesting, but hey, you, well, know, you know, I feel like I, I feel it. like in the movie industry, all it takes is one movie to fuck up your career. You know what I mean? Like, like one big, 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 big fuck up. You know, because the John right. Dahl, for instance, the guy directed these two. He also directed Rounders, which was a big hit. Joy big Ride, hit. which was a big hit. Big hit. But yeah, then big he hit. also the, directed The Great Raid, which lost like sixty million dollars. And then Ooh. right after that, he starts right. kind of going into. Right. TV, but I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, dude. Like, if you can still make good money, still do a lot of money doing TV. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. do it too. I I just find it very interesting, you know, sort of kind of how that that works out sometimes for certain directors. But, um, anyways, I I think the guy is a really good director, and uh, he the dude loves noir. He loves all the elements of noir. And he knows how to do it. Like, he knows how to do it. He knows how to set the tone, get the right music, the right just overall feel. I think, I think, and and kill me again. Joe and Whaley does a great job of kind of mimicking that. 40s kind of aloof you know damsel in distress type right um character trope you know what i mean i think she does right. an excellent job and being very manipulative as well i agree she does a very great job she met she has she manipulated me like probably in the in the the, the last third I was like, oh okay, the third act going? yeah no yeah shit. <clears throat> it's like wow what's going on here um it's interesting um well i, I have to mention this first i have my notes out but like i think the score in this movie is awesome yeah. Oh, yeah, it's man. Crazy, awesome, like haunting scores. Sometimes the, the the bear with me. Kind of reminds me a little bit of like um, the Kate Fear score. You know, score yeah. Kind of like I'm that. Lie, it gave me Chinatown vibes and the Salton Sea vibes. Another. I don't know why. Oh. Like the trumpet at the beginning of Salton Sea. There's a lot of right. that, that opening. You know, scanning right. of the kind of panoramic view or whatever. Right. But I mean, you know, like musically, they're not alike. It just reminded me of that vibe and tone. Right, it, it just it let it, 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 the score is there to remind you that nothing's going right ever the entire time. Right. Everything is bad. It is dark. It's seedy. People are doing things they shouldn't be doing. But you know, this red, very attractive lady comes in, and you know she's you know you do do anything for ten grand. Uh, so right, uh, which so okay. So th- first off, uh, I gotta mention this has got a great finger, a pinky breaking scene. You really feel the pain. Oh, yeah, it's fantastic. Um, I uh, now uh, I I love the I I love Kilmer's character in this. He's this sort of stoic. Now he changes he changes in the third act. He changes into something different. But in the in the first two acts, he's kind of a stoic sort of like uh, straight faced. You know, typical uh, PI kind of guy. Typical PI guy, which I was like kind of surprised by because like he's got his wife in this. They're doing this project together. And I thought there'd be some more like uh, sort of flirting and and sexiness between them both, but more like this comes from her, from him. He's just like, yeah, you're attractive, but like I'll do it. You, you know, get that because of his backstory. You know, they give you that brief like right. flashback sequence early on, and all you really see as a viewer is him 
crashing a car. I think he's looking at a picture of a woman that's broken, you know, guys are breaking into his office and throwing his shit everywhere. And they break the picture right. and he's picking it up and he has a flashback moment of this woman. I'm, you're assuming it's his ex or something and they crashed, you know, into the river and um, she didn't make it. He did. Right. Yeah. He's got, he, I like, I like the, um, so I think the... that's why he plays a kind of scaled back. You know what I mean? Right, I, I, and I know what you mean, but I just I just like that they, they didn't go full bore. Like I'm just gonna fuck you now. Like let's yeah, fuck. I agree. Oh, uh, I like that. They're like all right, this like you know kind of this movie. This movie takes its time. This movie's not like you know action, action, action. This movie's a slow burn. Um, it 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 really tries to do its, its job at like building certain like certain characters. It's 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 thought. It's, I think it's really well thought out. Like there's some stuff that. Uh, with the Michael uh, Madsen character, I think it's really well done. Yeah. But there's also, for me, there's a lot of like coincidences in this movie that, that are crazy coincidences. Like Michael Madsen is all right. So we have I have to mention this. So uh, these uh, Michael Madsen and, and, and Joanne, uh, hold on, look at her name up real quick. Wally. Uh, jo- Wally, Joanne Wally are boyfriend girlfriend. They're a couple. And uh, they end up killing a mobster guy and stealing his suitcase full of money. And um, she wants to go to Reno. He wants to stay. He wants to go, drive north and just kind of get away from here and not come back. Basically, like maybe we should. We, he says like something like like this is maybe it's better if we never come back here again, which is reasonable. Right. I get it. Like let's get away from here far. Oh, yeah, you here. already murdered somebody in fucking broad daylight. You right, right, in broad daylight. <laughs> right, a mobster at that. And you let one guy one guy lived too, so yeah. like you know you're fucked. Um, but I think I think Michael Madsen's really reasonable, besides him being a fucking murderer. But he's still like, like hey, let's get out of here and not come back. But she's like, but you told me we go to Reno, and he's like, come on, we can't do that. It's a bad idea. Let's, let's just get out of Dodge for a while. And uh, eventually, what happens is that they go to the arrest stop, and she hits him over the head with a rock and leaves him no money, steals all the money, and goes back to Reno. I love that, and, too, because at, at the bathroom where the rock's right there, it's obviously being used as the door prop, and when she picks it up, and up the door just stays open. Stays open. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was funny. Yeah, I, I also think that whole shootout, the sort of quote-unquote shootout uh, at the beginning is kind of weirdly edited. It's not the best editing, but it's all right. Oh, yeah, uh, there's another one at the end, too, I have a note on that's funny. Yeah, there's some weird editing here and there. That they, they kind of mix up the feels. But like, so she goes back to Reno, and eventually uh, it cuts back to uh, Madsen, and, he, and um, uh, a, uh, uh, he's at a diner or whatever, and reading a newspaper, he eventually just happens upon an article saying that well, – Jack Andrews, uh, Private Eye, and, and and oh, I'm sorry, were you gonna say something? Well, because we kind of skipped a lot. So when she, you know, she goes back into town before he wakes up to hire Val Kilmer to fake her death, so that right. you know her boyfriend will think that she's dead. She's gonna pay him ten thousand dollars, and so they do that. You know, like it's 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 weird. It's like a weird kinky murder sex scene. It's so strange. So like, I, I want to mention so that. bizarre. I, that, have you ever seen like all right? So I was talking to Joanna about that today. I'm like, all right. So the movie, these movies that we usually watch that, that are like this, where you have a have a setup where like I want to be I want to be killed, I want to be erased basically, and start a new life. Um, usually it's the whole like uh, car with clothes in it and pictures and IDs into the lake, they right? Crash and blow it right. up or whatever. <laughs> right. Which which I found interesting too. I wrote in my notes that it's it's funny that it's kind of a similar scene like Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, where Val Kilmer is also a PI. With Rob De Niro, Rob, not Rob De Niro, Rob Downey Jr., they, they car goes into the lake and all that stuff. I, I right. that was kind of, funny. Uh, but like usually see that. Now this movie takes it to a wild different uh, pair of circumstances where like they go to a hotel, her hotel room, and like 
steal blood from uh, a blood bank. His buddy does, Val Kilmer's buddy, and like set up a murder. And it's like it's and they wild. Get, they act it all out, like roll her up in the blanket, in the blanket, dragging her out, throw her in the fucking trunk, driving. Like, right, God, it was this, wild. It seems like a lot of extra steps. It's a lot of extra stuff for for. Doesn't really make a lot of sense, kind of, but it's, I think it's really cool and interesting. Like it's different. It's not like yeah, you know, I agree. It was interesting to watch. No shit. But it's right. just so weird because like you can tell that you can tell she get they're both getting like sexually into this, and it's just like okay, so the, <laughs> guess they're gonna murder her and then have sex, or <laughs> hopefully do the sex first, guys. Jesus. <laughs> There's that weird scene too when he actually spills the blood like on her stomach and she like rubs it. And she's all like really excited oh, about yeah. it. Yeah, she goes straight hostile with the blood all over. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. And it's a great scene with uh, Kilmer. Now, I, I mentioned this before. I like the two scars on uh, either side of his cheeks. Yeah. Uh, in the movie, it's really cool. Like, this interesting, like, really interesting character detail they put in there. It's really, like, you if you don't pay attention to it, it's like, it'll be like a flashbang and it's gone. But if you really pay attention to his face, you really see the scars are on both sides after the car accident, which is really cool. Um, right. I like how he looks at himself in the mirror as he washes his latex gloves and puts this blood in his huge Ziploc bag, which is really interesting hilarious uh, yeah <laughs> it's just um, it's just so weird but it was it's weird, yeah, it was yeah. interesting I, like you like you said i've never seen anything like that in, in a movie before yeah uh, um um and i think uh you know you have your you, you have your typical stuff though you have your like you know um you know so she you, asked, yeah you were saying i just wanted to, to I, I didn't mean to cut you off you were saying earlier about because after that is when the report gets out that you know um, that she's dead and that Val Kilmer's been used as a witness, and, and, and Michael Madsen just destroys that fucking restaurant, man. I destroys love it. It's it, hilarious. And it, it, I, I, I really like Madsen in here, man. He's really good in this movie. Dude. Yeah, he's great. He's fucking off the chain, dude. Like you see him look like you mostly from his hair, but you see him like down, like his downfall in the in, in his person, his mind is crippling and falling apart. Mostly again in his hair. His he's got a lot of hair, uh, but. Um, <laughs> But uh, he's wild, man. Like that that scene where uh, now one of my favorite characters in this movie is Alan. Great character, love that character. Completely, uh, just this character is abused uh, this entire movie. By is, that, is that Kilmer's go-to guy, like who gets the blood for him and everything? Or? Yes, John Grease. Yeah, John yeah. Grease is, is Alan. Yeah, that poor but, bastard. That poor <laughs> fucking bastard. This scene, it's brutal. This scene, like I, I Matt, I, it's another one of those traits. Uh, I don't know if John Dahl came up with this idea or not, but like like the fact that Madison can't tie people up with just like a rope. He has to tear off like electrical cords and shit and wrap people right. with electrical cords, which is pretty fucking brutal as it is and pretty psychotic. But like he's like talking to Alan and he's like smoking his cigarette. And it's not even his cigarette pack, it's Alan's cigarettes pack. And he's burning him in the neck with his own cigarettes. And it's like, I got a full pack of squishy cigarettes here, bud. We could be here all night. It's <laughs> brutal. It's fucking, it's really mean spirit, especially Alan's, the way Alan goes out. It's really fucking mean. Yeah, uh, dude, that, that, was, that was pretty abrupt watch. It's like, oh, come on, man. The poor fucking yeah. sidekick. Of course. Yeah. And, and Alan's always there for him. Like, he's like, Alan, do this for me. Alan, go check all these hotels. See if you can find this alias of, of Faye. He does all this work, and he's he's always telling him like, "You can't be doing this for this, this woman, right? You can't be doing it for this woman." And Don't. Then, and then Alan ends up getting it bad for it. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, I I uh, I like the scene uh, with Val Kilmer. Not Val Kilmer. Um, I like the scene where the kid that kid finds uh, Badson in the restroom. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. The dad's like, hey, I'd give you a ride, mister, but I ain't got no room. And the kid's like, sure we do, dad. We got, we got plenty, plenty of room. room. <laughs> like, Shut the fuck up. I'm going to beat the shit out of you. <laughs> and Madsen's like, no room, huh? <laughs> 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 like, pulls the knife out. Pulls the knife out. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, now, I want to mention this. I thought this was a really clever and uh, really, um, uh, what's the word? But like creative scene. That scene where uh, uh, Madsen eventually finds uh, Val Kilmer's office or whatever, and Kilmer pulls that gun on him. Is that great camera f- sort of like shot where it's like really close? And like Kilmer's oh, out of focus. Like there's no bullets in the There's gun. no bullets in the revolver. So that's a really cool scene, right? Yeah, I mean, I love that whole shot. And I mean, I've always wondered that. And, and, and movies like that too. Sometimes that'll happen before they, you know, they're trying to fake out the guy with the gun, you know, right, and right. Tr- come to find out there's never been any bullets in it the whole time. But it's like, you would be able to see that. <laughs> right, right, yeah. But I mean, you know, just the fear of having a gun in front of your face is enough to scare you, so. And, and luck, you know, luckily for us in this movie, we have a, we have a psychopath like uh, like Michael Madsen who's going to pay attention to details like that, who's been treating, who's been laughing. Laugh it off. <laughs> laughing off, yeah. And the, and the cool part, I like the, the part where, um, uh, uh, you know, Madsen comes down to bend down to, to I, I would assume, to pull up to beat up uh, uh, Kilmer, and Kilmer locks his hand to that desktop, the, the desk. Kilmer beats, Kilmer beats him up quite a bit. Takes his wallet or some shit. He's about to leave uh, in the archway of the doorway, and uh, fucking Madsen pulled a fucking knife and comes straight at the motherfucker. Like it's total like um uh uh uh, uh like uh what's the word? Like he, he Madsen, you know, you can tell that Madsen really cared about acting at this point in time. <laughs> fucking completely wild man pulls this. You know it's him. You can tell him it's him on screen. He pulls this fucking huge desk. To the door frame and throws a fucking knife at Kilmer. It's awesome. It's a really good uh, acting moment. Really cool from Madsen. scene. Um, now, I, I, uh, this is interesting. So uh, there's, a, there's a scene in here. I, I mentioned it before. But, uh, it's a great uh, pinky breaking scene. Val uh, Kilmer gets his pinky broken. Um, kind of remind me a little bit of like, uh, you know, it's, it's a, another private eye sort of uh, noir. You know, Chinatown where fucking Nicholson gets his fucking nose broken. He wears a band. Was bandaged. He wears a bandage the whole time, and Comer wears a bandage the whole time in this movie too. And then in the last seduction, we'll talk about it. But a certain character in there also where gets a hand injury and wears a bandage the whole time, which I thought was really interesting and cool. Right, <clears throat> nice little callback and little trope. Right, um, I do. Uh, I love the line from Faye where she's getting a, getting that motel. And the uh, motel clerk's like, would you like a double or a single? She's like, I'll take a double, but I'm single. I'm single. <laughs> I'm and single. it's the way she said, like, well, hold up. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. And this dude, like, he won't even lift up the door to get from, like, from the counter to the hallway. He, like, ducks underneath the door to get out. And then out. looks surprised when he hits his head on the fucking thing. Like, no shit, Sherlock. What were you thinking? Um, that's, that's a weird scene too, right? Like we're like, um, they pick up, Kil- the police pick up Kilmer and they take him to the interrogation room. And they bring in the clerk and the clerk's like, um, you know, uh, he, this guy, looks, the guy? Yeah, this guy, this guy looks nothing like that guy. And, and why would Faye ever go with a guy like that? She would never go out with a guy like that. I'm like, how the fuck would you know, dude? You've known her for like a day. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, yeah, not- talk about, talk about simping after fucking just t- not even 24 hours of meeting this chick. Good God. <laughs> I like how that all, how John uh, John Dahl sets all that too. I love that. I love the whole like um, 
Kilmer's like, hey, do you like to gamble? And they go to the casino. And so she can be seen by all these fucking people and going past the window and kind of seeing a, gl- a glimpse of Kilmer and she waves at him. All that stuff, it's all set up so well. Well, the, that's, the, that's also kind of her own downfall at certain times. You know, it's like she is so addicted to the gambling lifestyle and just wanting to have money, I guess, just to do that. Because right. you know, she does that for that for that trope. And then after she abandons Kilmer and runs away, where does he find her? At a fucking casino again. At a fucking casino. <laughs> like, God, you're not trying to hide. No, no, no. And I, I like the uh, the match uh, the matchbook uh, setup. It's really nice. Oh, I'm glad you brought that up because I thought, what is it with fucking noirs and everyone writing information on matchbooks? Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like that trope has to die now because nobody uses matches in the fucking in you know 2021. <laughs> Like, I was just thinking about that. I was like, holy shit, that's in a shitload of movies, you know? Yeah, it is. It's in a lot of movies. I'm pretty sure Bogart does that in fucking uh, The Big Sleep. I mean, yeah, yeah. wouldn't be surprised. And also, I got to mention this again. Uh, it's one of my very first notes. Everybody's smoking. Every, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's just a staple of noirs. <laughs> which, I, which I wrote down I miss. I mean, I know cigarettes are bad for you, but like, man, there's, this is a, it's a it cinematic to quality to it. It's <laughs> so good. I mean, Nobody smokes a cigarette like fucking Lisa. Uh, 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 what's her name? Lisa Linda Florentino. Florentino, man, she smokes a, a badass cigarette, and I like the <laughs> way that I like the way that Phil Kilmer smokes a cigarette in here too. I like the way that fucking Madsen smokes a cigarette. You guess there are qualities of certain characters who smoke cigarettes, and you can tell they actually smoke in real life. When they don't, it hurts the movie a little bit because it looks dumb. Sure, but so, the thing about it, these guys are trained actors, so they've probably done countless, you know rehearsals or rehearsals of trying to get it right okay right but i i i'm pretty sure most of this, this these people who actually smoke in the movie actually smoke cigarettes but i mean you're probably right yes you, you get well i mean for i know for a long time there were real cigarettes and then like in the 80s or 90s they started switching to some something that's like non-health oh it's hurting. disgusting yeah it's just some weird like oh yeah i heard it's really bad like oregano and something else, or some weird. I shit. don't think that's true, man. Because that that just sounds horrible. <laughs> Is it, doesn't um, isn't that great? There's a great special features uh, feature with um, with McConaughey and uh, uh, what's his name? In True, Detec- True Detective season one, where they're smoking all the time, and it's like this shit, like uh, like Hollywood c- fake cigarette. They like have to smoke them, like. Know. Okay, I'm pretty sure it's behind the scenes. Oh, I've never seen the special features of True Detective. I don't have that on, uh, like, physical copy. All right, I have the, show, I have the Blu-ray um, edition. I have to see that. They, they do talk about that, though. They have to, they, every scene, if the cigarette went out, they had to smoke it again for the next scene. It was, like, this horrible, like, brutal shit they had to smoke. Yeah, that's gross. Um, now, uh, uh, I, 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 this, I have this as a note. I have a lot of notes, but I have this as a note. Um, I do, I just, I love Val Kilmer, man. I miss Val Kilmer. Yeah, um, me too, man. Uh, I, you know, I feel like, you know, he's supposed to be in the new Top Gun movie. I don't know when the fuck that that was supposed to be released, like last May, but I don't know right. when the hell that's coming out now. And uh, I don't I know, know his count, what what his his part will be in that movie too. I mean, it's gonna be nice to see him, but like you know, he won't be. I, know, I, it'll be a cameo, I'm sure. I doubt it'll be like a major part. You know, right. he's playing the same character in the first Top Gun, Iceman. Iceman, yeah. But um, I just. He's got a, a he's just a charming quality about the guy. I well, mean, you know, he had like a real bad like throat cancer or something like yeah, he just, yeah, it was it was pretty rough for him, man. But I mean, I know he got through it. He's doing better, and I think he's actually getting a lot more projects now. So hopefully, okay. you know, we'll have a little I, bit of a return of Val Kilmer. I hope so. Um, you know, he posted something I think today or I think it was last week about Batman Forever. He's very positive on it. He's very happy about it. 
And uh, I think he put it on uh, Instagram or something like that. Maybe it could have been Twitter. I'm not sure, but like he was just very happy that there's a lot. There's a lot. There was a lot of depth there. He loved. He loved playing the character, and he's not like Clooney and just like shits on it all the time or whatever. But, <laughs> well, well the Clooney's is way fucking worse than Batman Forever is. It's way it is. worse. It is, but like Kilmer's still, he's still talking about this. Like, I didn't know what I was doing. Like, I just did it and shut the fuck up, whatever. All right. You paid a, yeah, paid a lot of money, dude. Shut up. Um, well, I mean, I've, I've read somewhere that Clooney was like, oh, yeah, we all knew it was just a shit script. He's like, yeah, I, got, I got he's like, I got fucking paid this stupid amount of money. He's like, in hindsight, of course, he doesn't think he was worth it because of how bad it actually was. <laughs> right, right. I don't think any of them actually thought it was going to be that bad, including people making it, you know. Right. Except uh, whoever the director was. And he was like, yeah, I'm going to fuck my shit all over this every little bit. Um. Oh. Uh, oh. I remember. That's why. Uh. Have you heard, I'm sure you heard about this, Mike. But there's supposed to be like a Schumacher cut to try and get that released. Yeah. Yeah. I've been hearing about it. It's supposed yeah. to be a lot longer. Supposed to be. A, wow. That's a long movie already. So holy shit. I know. Um. I. Um. I. I. I so. Pro tip. Um. If you are you know running away from a crime and you want to you want to sort of like change license plates on your car or whatever uh usually uh you would take one license plate and put it on your car and then take your license plate and put it on their car you usually don't take your license plate and put them over someone else's license plate on their car it's kind of weird and you should if you drive around with no license plate you're gonna get pulled over pretty fucking quick just let you know pro tip let you know it's gonna happen uh, well, like right. so much, so much stupidity, stupidity unleashes itself in like the last like fifteen minutes of this movie. Except for Val Kilmer, like you were saying, his character does wisen up, like in the third yeah. act. You know what I he mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, I love that one scene. The one thing I wrote was like, whenever he's talking to um, Joanna White, uh, Faith's character, Faith's character, um, and she's like, "Oh, you trust me?" He's like, "No, I think you're a greedy, two-faced bitch." <laughs> <laughs> That's a great he's scene. Like, but I want to trust you. Yeah. And, like, even he is kind of manipulating her there, but she still has the upper hand. Like, that whole last, like, ten minutes, I was like, what the fuck, man? Oh, man. There's, there are, so, there's, like, what, five twists? That, like right, last, yeah, all of the last, like, fucking 10, 15 20 minutes, minutes, man, like they that? just keep, yeah, they just keep hitting each other. Boom, boom, boom. Um, there are some flaws that I, I thought were interesting to bring up. Um, so, they, so... Uh, there's a scene where uh, Faye uh, ends up killing a mobster in a hotel, and Kilmer comes to sort of a well. You have to kind of like, well, you have you have to be you have to think for the movie. The movie's not going to tell you. But you got to play along with the movie if if you want to be that kind of person. But like you can tell that Kilmer's like, all right, he's sizing things up, and he's like, listen, there's a lot of money here. Maybe I can start over too because we we also have his secretary at the beginning going like, listen, get the fuck out of here. This place drains you. You yeah. start again, and now he figures out like I probably have that chance to do this with a woman that I actually kind of like and I could like, and so he come he has her come with him, and so uh, they go to like a nice little coastal uh, hotel outside of Nevada. Well, it's in Nevada, but it's out, it's on the outskirts, like a and, little cabin kind of thing. Yeah, and um. Uh, from what I could tell, Alan probably knew about this a long time ago. That's the thing that maybe him, maybe if Val Kilmer and his wife actually went to at some point in their marriage or sure. being together. You mean Jack? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and um, they're there and they hear on the radio they're going to be setting up roadblocks to, so you can't leave town. And um, uh, and I thought that was interesting. Like, that's cool. That's a cool idea. That's another barrier they have to get into because 
Kilmer fails a lot. Like Kil- Kilmer's like eventually um, when, when she bails, when Faye bails on him the first time, when she's not at the hotel, um, he's asked the hotel manager. He's like, hey, uh, I, I got a cab for her to take her to the airport. He goes to the airport. He asked the airport guy. Airport guy's like, yeah, she went here. He's like, okay, when's the next flight? It's 11 p.m. The, 11 a.m. the next day. All right. So he goes back to his office, starts to pack up. And before he can leave, the bops to show up, show back up to ask for the, the loan money. And so he can't fly away because A, they're there and they're, they're watching him. And B, they take all of his fucking money so he can't pay for a plane ticket, which I thought was interesting. Um, but like, so he figures out a cool plan to get on a boat, to sail in the middle of this lake. They say, uh, Val Kilmer's like, listen, if, we, we can, if I can plant the money and supplies on sort of the shore, um, we can blow the boat. Swim five miles, which is a long way, but you know, if you want to live and survive and, and vacation in Jamaica or whatever, like you'll do it, you can do it. Um, and we can do that, and that's, that's how we get out of this whole thing. We also bypass it's already all the, like, yeah, it's a plan, but it is a really bad one. There's so it's a much bad that plan. can go wrong with that. It's Jesus. a bad plan, but you can even tell, uh, from Faye, Faye's like, This is this sounds like a dumb plan, there's no way it's gonna work. She even yeah. says, like, five miles, what you know, whatever. Um, but like the fact is, they never do that. The fact, the thing is, though, he goes to a gas station where there's a barrier outside. You can see the barrier. Uh, Falcomer walks to the gas station. He gets some supplies, and he asks the, the convenience store clerk, "What's up with the barriers?" And he says, "Like, uh, there's some killers in the loose. They got barriers." And does he say something about like the they take shifts on the barriers? Yes, because he asked that because you see the the Arizona border cops getting in their cars and leaving as the other border cops are driving up. And he's like, what's up with that? What's up with the cops? And he's like, oh, so-and-so comes and watches for Arizona whenever they go to lunch. Right. So, so obviously very useful intel. Very useful intel, but the, the intel he didn't have until he got there. So what would he have done if he didn't know that at that time? That's the part that's kind of like a kind of fuck up a little bit because they leave. He goes that direction and somehow gets back to the hotel eventually, which makes really no sense because there's not just going to be one barrier. There's going to be several barriers. Oh, yeah. There's going to be roadblocks everywhere for sure. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of like a a fuck up. Not a big fuck up. Just a weird one. You know, it was just a weird moment. It looked like it was supposed to be some information that was going to be useful, but that really doesn't mean jack shit in the end of the movie. Right, right. Um, I do like when. when Kilmer is uh, taking the car to be dumped in the water in the lake or whatever, um, he does have latex gloves on the whole time. Which I thought was right. cool. Like it's a nice little like touch, you know that John. Oh, you does, have to do that if done. you're gonna fucking get away with all. This I, I know, I know that, but I mean, like, the, the fact that like the director's like, no, 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 keep the glove. Like we're not gonna fuck this up. You have gloves on the entire time, you know, because like people I mean, are gonna. Well, I mean, yeah, it. I feel like that's a testament to the character. He's a private eye, so he would know what cops look for. But the only thing that always I thought was weird about the whole blood thing earlier on, that, yeah, he gets the same type of blood as hers, but if they ran it and if they, with DNA testing, I don't know how accurate it was in 89. Now, this would, is, yeah. That's my idea, too, dude. Oh, look, you can get the DNA from a person's blood. It's going to be completely different. But the thing is, though, I, just I don't th- know how prevalent it was in 89. I know that the DNA was a thing, mm-hmm. but I don't know how accurate it was and how maybe you could determine it was some, someone's family, but not the right. exact person. I know that was always right. a thing. That, and that, that's what I talked to Joanna about today too. She's like, "Well, when when did forensics become like apparent, like a, a big thing? When did it start really actually happening?" I'm like, "I don't actually, I don't know. Probably like like mid '90s, probably." 
So like, I mean, but, that's when CSI premiered. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because I, I, I see, I'm seeing, I'm seeing uh, Val Kilmer in his hotel. His hair is just out. There's no like skull yeah, cap. No, just the, the high fall everywhere. Yeah, hair fibers. Maybe, I don't think at that time it was as in depth. I think that's why maybe, you know, that that, that right. kind of we could kind of let that slide. I guess. Yeah, I, mean, I did. You know, it was like whatever. Me but too. Yeah, it's no big deal. All right, so let's talk. Um, let's talk about these twists. This is some crazy twists. Well, at man. the end, it happens so fast. You know, like Kilmer decides he's going to bury the money, and um, you can obviously tell that. Faye is not cool with it. It's like, well, why don't I just go with you? Like, not me. Why? Why? Why do you want to go? Why do you want to go? And like, she, she, <laughs> she's not going to obviously admit why because she doesn't trust you with the money. And as soon as she drives off, she's like, you better come back, you son of a son bitch. of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I also that's like a bad sign. Yeah, it's a bad sign. I also like um, uh, that Kilmer's like you have, you have to learn how to trust. You have to learn to trust me. And the fact the the fact that Kilmer you know, he has no does, reason to fucking trust her. Yeah, right. It's 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 a, it's an interesting another interesting uh, part of the character. I, I like it. Anyways, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh uh, no. So I, you know, so he does all that, and then when he finally gets back, of course, what's his name is there? Fucking Michael Madsen, like the crazy fucking boyfriend. And Mr. like he Blonde. just kind of, huh? Mister Blonde is there. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Stuck in the middle with you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so like he just starts going ape shit and. And, and Val, you know, he's threatening him for the money. Tell me where the money's at, um, or I'll kill you, or I'll shoot you, or I'll kill her. And Val Kilmer's like, go ahead and do it. He knows he's not going to, you know what yeah. I mean? And so I love the terms that, that Val Kilmer tries to to swing that, hey, I'll take half of your money. Uh, I'll take your ex-wife thing. <laughs> yeah. and, and then, and oh, and also a two days head start to get away from you. And then I'll take right. your half of the money. Is. I was like, <laughs> this fucking guy, man. <laughs> And, and Michael Manson, after, you know, like, obviously doesn't, he's like, oh, I got to think this over. So he ties, it, ties up Kilmer, throws Kilmer in the closet. I love tries. that scene, Mike. Well, he, like, he, like, like kind of, like, doesn't, like, like settle him into the closet. Kind of, like, just, like, th- like push, push throws him into the fucking closet, like, legs and shit are all fucked oh, yeah. up. And it's awesome. I love that scene. It's great. And, uh, you know, after, you know, it's obvious that he's going he's gonna to try to rape Faith and try to just have his way with her. Right, so Kilmer's yeah. trying to break out. And all yeah. of a sudden, you hear gunshots. And because Kilmer looks... You see it. You see through the, gun, see through so the, block, the uh, closet, right? Yes. You see through the closet that Kilmer sees the gun, and then it cuts back to him trying to, to rip, you know, to pull his hands apart. And then you hear gunshots, and you see through that it's Faye shooting fucking Michael Benson. Yeah. And she gets Kilmer out of the closet, and they fucking drive out of there. Right. And I loved it. I loved that. I was like, holy shit. Like, it's intense. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, and sense. all this is happening so quick. And I remember even hitting pause. I was like, damn, there's only like seven minutes of the movie left. Like, <laughs> shit is still going balls to the wall. Yeah, it's like, still balls to the wall, man. And, um, and so, so, so her and um, uh, Jack That's... go to the spot to get the money. Yeah. And yeah, he's, yeah. he's digging it up. And sure enough, as he's digging it up, here comes Michael Madsen. He didn't, Madsen. You know, Faye didn't kill him. They were obviously in on it the whole time, which I had that feeling the whole fucking time. I the way they was acting when she's man. talking, you know, oh, well, that's not so bad, baby. You know, like, like come on, man. It was just so forced. Man, you probably, if I, if I did a rewatch, I'd probably see it then. But I, I, I was so oh, caught yeah, up in yeah. all the crazy shows. Like, I, what the fuck's even yeah, happening right now? I had right a feeling. Now. Just like the, the way she's like standing there and she's just kind of looking around. I was like, that motherfucker. Right? Like, I just had that gut feeling. You know what I mean? Right, 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 right. Uh, but though they do a good job with the misdirection. Don't get me wrong. Right. 
They, they, they so, really fuck it up, man. They really fuck you up in the head a little bit, man. It's, it's really good. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, then they make you think that Val Kilmer's fucked. Like, fuck they start yeah, shooting they sh- his ass, and he gets shot once in the arm, shot again, then falls off in the water, like the same area his wife died two years prior. <laughs> but he gets saved by like two little kids who are out there, I guess, hunting or whatever. Oh and like they shoot point. off their shotgun, and it makes um, Michael Madsen and Faye grab the money and, and just run. Yeah, they grab a suitcase. They get they take they take Kilmer's car, which is a, a beautiful car, by the way. I gotta admit which it. is also another stupid fucking thing. This is the car authorities have been looking for. Yes, yes, that's exactly what I think of. Yes. Even him driving to the gas station earlier by the cops, like, bro, they they know your car. <laughs> that's why. That's, that's why I thought it was a really genius idea. I, I, I meant to mention this before. When, uh, before he leaves, go bury the money and the supplies. Kilmer's like, you shouldn't go. It's kind of what they would be expecting to see a man and a woman in a car. Yeah, absolutely. I just go, which is a really nice, you know, again, a, a, a nice tight script, you know. So, yeah. But um, and yeah. I love all that at the end because then they they take off, um, Faye and and uh, I forget Madison. Michael Madison's character's name, and they, they of course get spotted by the cops. And also, uh, this little thing I want to mention real fast: this the the city name was Last Chance. I thought that was kind of. Like poetically ironic. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a '50s noir for right. sure. And so they, they get into a car chase with the police, and I love it too. Faye's like, I, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm gonna fight him, whatever. And she loads a 45 pistol, cocks it, and literally the next scene, she's hanging out of the window with a revolver. Get a cop, <laughs> a six shooter. Yeah, but she she goes from a 45 fully automatic gun with a clip. And literally the next what? second, she's already got she's already it's got a, a three fifty seven magnum in her. Oh my god! I missed that. I missed that. I was thinking yeah, notes. I, 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 I was like, I, I, in my notes says, puts clips in forty five, immediately hangs out window with revolver. <laughs> <laughs> and I know that's a nitpick, but I was just like, come on, at least get even get like another pistol, you know? Like, come on. Yeah. Well, there's this scene in the beginning where they're shooting at the, the mobsters and Madison's like, he does like two shots, but it's completely silent. The scores is playing. And he's oh, screaming. Yeah. It's all silent. It's very weird. But yeah. yeah. That's a weird scene though, right? Like, 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 um, so like they're driving in, uh, in Val's car and she, uh, uh Joanne, uh, Joanne Wiley or Faye, she opens up, uh, and Faye Forrester's a great character name, by the way. Uh, but um, oh, she I, opens, agree. She, I agree. Yeah, she she opens. That's a very sexy, like uh, uh, femme fatale name, in my opinion. But like, the, oh, she opens it, she opens that suitcase up. It's full of supplies. They fucking flip out and start shooting <laughs> at the cops. It's fucking insane. Yeah, she wasn't fucking around. <laughs> no, they weren't. And, and the and the way it ends was just like it, weird to me. It's because it's kind of a weirdly cut police chase, honestly. You know. Like it's a, uh, it's a, it's a weird you see you see this big propane take like three different times and I'm three different thinking times. like huh that's weird and then right. sure enough they lose control and crash into the damn propane tank. <laughs> and is it it's weird that like Madison just starts to laugh like he's just laughing like <laughs> like laughing and like she's kind of laughing but not really she's kind of unsure they keep laughing he keeps laughing and then all of a sudden they just see the propane tank boom they blow up and they they both fucking yeah, die like their faces don't even have really a chance to register nope. and then boom, register nope. not really <laughs> and uh, so i thought that was kind of weird but still kind of an interesting ending i i but i also think again again i think it's a up it's like it's the editing it's weird the editing is odd like it's kind of like it, it makes sure. it, it it places the, um these certain scenes in it 
just out of kind of sync kind of because like usually you know editing is for like uh, dramatic purposes or cinematic purposes obviously but like um you can kind of like uh you can really fuck up a whole well, to like help, to help with like the flow yeah that's what I, that's where i'm coming thank you mike i'm sorry i'm i'm all over the place no, no, like, you're good. that's what i mean like like you can you can really fuck the flow up with a, with editing and i think it's, it's kind of like that sometimes for scenes like this like the beginning scene this scene there's a couple scenes in the beginning uh between the movie they're kind of like all over the little over the place it's like all right, right. it hurt the movie but it's like you're like oh what oh okay all right i get it i get it um but um yeah it's a weird ending and it, uh it, it, well it's a weird ending for them because i think for me at least it's the editing it's strange and then all of a sudden yeah, just be it, like, well, it just happens so so much happens in that, like, I can't stress that much. How much happens in that last twelve minutes? Just right. So much shit goes off. Like, 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 Kil- like they run off. Kilmer gets pulled up out of the water by these two Native American kids or or couple or wherever they are. Um, he gets. They help him. They bandage his arm, or whatever. They put him in the back of his truck. He's got the money in a bag, and um, he's in the back of their 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 four by four or whatever. And then, um, uh, you know, uh, Faye is out with Vince, which is the Michael uh, Madsen character. We finally said his name, Vince. And uh, he, uh, they get blown up, and he's driving by right after they got blown up. And you can kind of tell, like, some, he, he can tell that from Kilmer, he's like, something happened here, but I'm not really sure what happened. You know, he, he's, right. he's probably in shock from being fucking shot at and thrown into the fucking water and all that shit. But uh, it's, a, it's a wild ending, man. It, the, 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 which I, another thing I really like about the movie is that the, the fact that they steal money, uh, Vince and Faye steal money uh, from this these mobsters. Who these mobsters also run this hotel, which also Faye stays at at a certain point where Val Kilmer finds her at. But also at the same time, uh, there's another sort of like side mob who Val Kilmer <laughs> got a loan from. From the from this mob who does work with this major mob in this hotel, <laughs> you know, yeah, that, I like it's really that. confusing. It's confusing, but I like how if you think about it, all of it kind of intertwines and it does make sense. But it is convoluted. But you know, hey, it's a it's a neo noir. Sometimes they're really fucking convoluted. So yeah, you know. absolutely. I mean, that adds to the misdirection and the mystery. So right, as the, but I really enjoyed this. I was surprised how much I actually liked this movie. I like it a lot. I think I, I would definitely watch it a couple of years down the road. I think I would definitely recommend it. I think it's got a, again, like I said before, it's got a great score. Um, we get and to I see. Know new R's aren't for everybody, but I really enjoy yeah. this one. Yeah, they're not for everybody. And especially ones like this that are, are, are really a slow burn. Like you have, like, it, 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 this movie is like a day in a life of a PI, like for real, like you, you see everything from with Val Kilmer, like Val Kilmer is like from Val Kilmer on pay phones to Val Kilmer, uh, 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 at his most PIs, <laughs> at his most PIs, more than kiss, kiss, bang, bang. Yeah. Even more than you even see like Val Kilmer, like looking at, like look through a trash can and find a SOS box to use it as a pretend package to give to fucking Faye. And he wraps it up brown packaging, you know, uh, stuff like that, but like, like, like it's it's really good, and I gotta tell you, um, uh, there was there's some really nice twists and turns, but um, you know, I don't think honestly, I don't think Alan should have went out like that, man. Alan got the fucking oh yeah, no, that, I I didn't like that at all. I, was like, oh, I didn't like on. it at all, man. Like Alan was a really nice guy, and I like that whole scene though, where like because the reason that Madsen finds uh, Kilmer and uh, uh, Faye is because um, 
uh, he tortures Alan. Alan says, you know, he they're at Orton. I think it's Orton or Orton. I can't remember what the city name. It's, Overton. It's, Overton. Overton. That's it. It's over. It's in Overton. And he's like, what the fuck is Overton? <laughs> Which like, and he's like, it's at the the central tip. And I like the whole scene and uh, just the dialogue and whatnot. But then, like, the way it, it, it this is such a fucking bummer. And the, the fact that the movie just ends and there's no, like, sort of, like, Kilmer finds out what happens to Alan or any, or the no, way that he just basically rides off in the sunset, dies in his office. And we never find out, you know, about his secretary. It, it's it, like, a, like, well, you know, like a good noir should end. It just ends. And I agree. You know, you don't need a lot of explanation, you know. Yeah. The, the main the main guy we've been following for pretty much the whole movie got lived in the end, which doesn't always happen. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, great. But, I, mean, is, I think I it's really a really good it. movie. Yeah. I think it's a really good movie. And um, I actually am really excited to check out uh, Red Rock uh, West uh, because apparently yeah, Francis well. Ford Coppola loved this fucking movie. And he helped get Red Rock West uh, put he had he got it pushed to become a theatrical movie. And he actually asked Nicolas Cage to star in the fucking movie. So. Right. Yeah. After uh, just how impressed he was with his work. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I want to mention this to you to uh, mention this to you, Mike. Uh, the score also kind of now this 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 rolled me on this. It kind of reminds me a little bit of like uh, they sound completely different, but yet they're both haunting. A little bit of like um, uh, Paris, Texas. That score in Paris, Texas with Ray Coop, Ray Cooters. I can score. see that. Uh, just... I, I definitely, I definitely get the vibe from it. The main difference in those to me are just the tones. I feel like, oh the, right, the tone to Paris, Texas, almost even though it's heavy material and like still a dark kind of movie, Might it's definitely tone. more jovial feel or like uplifting. I guess I'd say. Oh, definitely, yeah. This I, one, I... yeah, I love. This is why I love Kill Me Again so much because it was just that constant like tinge of dread in the music you know what i mean like yes yeah. even from the opening on i love the style man i thought the the i think the music was my favorite part of the movie of this one Seriously. oh I, I i completely agree i think the score is my favorite part of it um and i i love there's no real jokes there's no like it's all played very serious i think the only comedic quote-unquote comedic uh presence is alan uh, but it's only mostly because Alan is fucking nervous and kind of like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? Like, I don't, I, he mostly just does it because Falcon was his friend. He wants to right. make him feel better. So like, you know, just, you know, the whole scene where he's like, you know, oh, yeah, man, I'm in, I'm in I, I can do the job for you, man. It's, it's, it's 500 bucks. It's like, all right, I need, I need blood by like 3 PM. He's like, what? <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, shit. it's, it's, what the shit? it's, it's cool. I, I like it. And it's all, you know, like a noir, um, it takes place really in one central point. It's one, one, one place really. Um, it might be, you know, there's the, a whole city, but like it's mostly there's hotels a, a cities or a motel, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I like that. I, I like that a lot. Um, also pro tip, um, if you are to fuck in a motel, uh, I suggest you not leave the window open uh, while there's a storm happening. And don't fuck right next to that w that window and get all fucking wet and shit. It's weird. It's gross. Hey, some people get off on that shit. I, maybe. You're right. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know. It's fucking strange. I don't know. But the pro tip for the ones that don't think it's hot. Yeah, right, right. Don't do it. It's weird. I don't know. I don't, I don't like it. So. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I would give this, uh, I have my five scale. I don't like to give out ratings very often, but I'd probably give this a four out of five. It's a really good movie. So, 
Oh yeah, man. If we're on a five scale, definitely three point five out of five. Just because there's a like you were saying, there's a couple plot points that just don't make sense. You know, right? Yeah. It's yeah. enough to forgive, just to have fun and enjoy. The yeah, movie. there's like you know the scene where you know uh, again you know Kilmer drops the car off and he's like, yeah, the cops will find it eventually. But the cops find it immediately the next day, and there's immediately a fucking report, an article wrote, written up in the newspaper, and you didn't immediately out that too time, well, did you? Yeah, <laughs> and then fucking Mazin reads it, and it's just like it's like this. The coincidences are just insane. But hey, whatever. I still had a great time watching it, and yeah, it's definitely Kilmer, worth watching. And uh, we'll eventually do another Kilmer sort of quote unquote PI movie, in my opinion, uh, Salt and Sea, which we'll do that eventually too. So that's yes. definitely a noir. But I kind of feel like he plays sort of a noir, a, a PI in that too, even though he's not a PI. But right, yeah, no, I agree. I totally agree. But yeah, that's that's. Um, that's, that's a, the first movie. Yeah, it's that's a kill me again. Which they also which which uh uh Fayek, he says the title of the movie in the movie, which I always appreciate that. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. I do too. How about you kill me again, Jack? Clever girl. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to the next movie. We're moving on to The Last Seduction. Now, dude, this one I actually enjoy more, a lot more than I did Kill Me Again, and I liked Kill Me Again. Oh, I do too. This one mainly because of how fucking stupid these idiot male characters are, and also how great uh, Linda Fiorentino is. Like, she is just incredible. And I'll I'll read the the, uh, the synopsis real fast. So, Last Seduction, 1994, a devious sex bot steals her husband's drug money and hides out in a small town where she meets the perfect dupe for her next scheme. And that's like a perfect synopsis. Perfect. <laughs> One sentence so... literally summed it all up. <laughs> and they're kind of, but I will say there are some elements that are similar. I mean, the whole like, you know, boyfriend makes a lot of money. They, the the, the oh, female steals the money. It's literally uh, it... identical, but they just flip it around, you know, like instead of having, yeah. you know, like, you know, Val Kilmer, the good guy is kind of our sole focus in the first movie. Basically, the bad guy, Linda Fiorentino, is the sole first right. focus of this one. And right. it's basically told from her perspective, for the most part. Not the whole movie, but the majority of it. At least majority fucking 75%, 80%. Yeah. I think this is a fucking awesome movie, Mike. Yeah, uh, I was, I was, this is the reason, this is, you know, people out there listening, this is what made me think of this. I, I was just, like I was telling you at the beginning of the episode, I just stumbled across it and kind of, Looked up the, I was like, damn, it's got a 7.1, like, like a fucking, like, 90-something percent fresh rating on fucking um, Rotten Tomatoes. And I, I usually don't go by shit like that, but when I see stuff that high, I'm like, well, shit, I'll give it a chance, you know? Right, And right. I was, I, I, dude, I was, I, I watched this all the way through, even the parts that I could not believe what my eyes were seeing, <laughs> like, at the very end. But, man, I, yeah, I loved it. It's a really good neo-noir and just has a lot of twist and such a great fucked up lead character. Fiorentino deserved an Oscar for this. She was great. I, I agree. I totally agree. And it, um, I know about the poster. Well, she didn't get it, I read, because, I'm sorry, go ahead, go ahead. I just know, I, I, I've known this movie about the poster forever. I've loved, I've seen that poster forever. I'm like, I gotta see that movie. I gotta see that movie. Right. Never, I never got it. I never watched it, you know? And then uh, I'm thankful. I'm so thankful for you for recommending this movie because this movie is a for me it's a five out of five i love this movie it's awesome it is fucking hilarious it's fucked up um it's interesting it's It's got the twists and the turns man it is and it has in my opinion one of the greatest fucking endings to a movie i have ever seen 
which I will oh, get. Yeah. A, I will give away it on this show. I will not give it away. Like it is incredible. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk all the way up until the end, but definitely kind of keep that part out of it, just because I did like I. I don't want to say I saw it coming because it's not about that. It's just how well done it is and everything wrapped up. If that makes sense, right. without and trying I, to give anything away. Exactly, <laughs> and, and I and I call me and Joe both called it immediately together at like um, probably like there was probably like forty five minutes left in the movie, but we called it, sure. and I was excited about it still. Like, please <laughs> let it be, and it was that. I know. <laughs> I was I like, know. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. It's so awesome. I mean, all right, I, all right. I'm not a big Bill Pullman fan. He, Bill Pullman's fine, whatever. This is definitely the best. I think he's best. good for what he does. Oh, sure, I, I, I agree. But that, for me, it's like milk toast. Like, it's fine. Yeah, cool. You're <laughs> like this white guy. You hang out with Sandra Bullock. That's fine. But like, I, I this movie, he's so interesting in this movie. He's so much fun and quirky and goofy. And I love his character. He's a blast in this whole oh, movie. Man. Whatever he's um, getting ready for the phone call scene. Like oh, I wrote that down. It's so his running and, and like steps. Oh, I was just cracking up. It's the whole hilarious, time. dude. It's fucking great. I mean, the whole him being handcuffed and the way he reacts with the picture. It's hilarious. And the way he kind of like lays back on the couch on the armrest. And it's fucking hilarious. Like he is so fucking awesome in this movie. He's a great it, it's got such a crazy supporting cast. Peter Berg, Dean Norris, fucking Hank from Breaking Bad, J.T. Oh. Walsh, Bill Pullman. Walsh, man. Um, y'all, dude, in, uh, J.T. Walsh, I read the trivia. He only worked for one day. He's in like six scenes, but he's so great. But then right. you got Bill Nunn. The, the, Bill you know, Nunn, baby. I, I, Bill. I first saw him as the cop in Sister Act. When I was Sister like, Act, baby, yeah. <laughs> he's great. I told Joe, I was like, it's got Bill Munn in it. He's like, he's Bill Munn. Munn. I'm like, I'm like, you don't remember? He's the he's the cop. They put fucking um, uh, uh, Whoopi Goldberg. Whoopi Gold- Dolores, I can't have. Yeah, it. Dolores on stage. <laughs> <laughs> I love Bill Nunn. Man, R.A.P. died a couple years ago, but great actor. Yeah, yeah. Great actor. But yeah, just incredible. And like, it's just got such a good supporting cast. And the movie's shot really well, even though it does have like a low budget quality look to it that I like. Though I think it fits kind of the noir kind of setup and sentiment. It feel I I think it actually plays a lot like a Cohen Brothers movie a lot. Of I could yeah I could see that for sure. I mean especially with the dark you know I was reading in the trivia that the director John Dahl um he, like he's like originally I saw it as a dark comedy you know what I mean right but right. It just we just kind of kept which those elements are definitely there yeah, but definitely you know they just kind of they kind of steered it more towards the noir and I think it's just a good mix yeah I feel like it's like Ice Harvest but less funny you know there's still the darkness and kind of that noir kind of feel to it. Right, it, right, you know, Ice Harvest meant to be funny. This was this used humor just, I guess, to kind of get the audience through the, what the rest of the events of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed a lot. This, movie. this oh, is had, too. This movie has one of my favorite couple of lines ever, and I will read them here. I wrote them down. There was a black man here to see you. Did he say anything? No, but he was black. Did you tell her about the black man? <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. I laughed so it goes, hard. It just goes to show how bad racism. <laughs> Yeah. Really fucking, and this came out in '94. People say racism exists. Like, y'all are crazy. And then she uses that to her advantage. Whenever does, after yeah. events unfold with that, you know, she she uses that whenever she talks to the cop in the hospital too. It's like, damn, dude, like she just manipulates the fuck out of everyone around her. She's a, yeah, yeah. She's an evil sociopathic genius. I love when she's like, he turned into like, how can I say this? 
a motherfucker? He turned into a motherfucker. <laughs> it's like, what? It's awesome. <laughs> um, I, I love the line from Peter Berg when he, when he meets uh, Lisa Florentino the first time. He's like, I'm hung like a horse. Think about it. Oh, it's my great God. Line. Lita Fiorentino, dude, I love that whole that whole opening. Right, it's awesome. She goes to the shit bar, tries to order Manhattan. She's like, "Hey, Manhattan now," and the guy just ignores her. It's Peter Berg tries to be the the knight. Oh, Manhattan, please, Bob, or whatever you know. Oh, and so they go to the table, and he's trying to hit on her, and she's like, "Dude, could you just leave, please?" And she just turns that completely back around on him. I love that. I lo- and I love that she like she like starts to go for his zipper to look at his dick. She's like, I gotta see, I gotta see if you're actually what you're talking about is actually for. Real. Like, hey, yeah, hey, you, Touches Mr. his Ed, dick. Let's see. It smells <laughs> his dick. It's amazing. Yep. It's a. Ing- it is so well written and fucking hilarious. Like it, again, it's dark, but it's also really fucking funny. <laughs> Did I pass it, the test? She's like medically. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> medically. <laughs> And it kind of sets up, but I won't say it here, but Mike, I think you know what I'm talking about. When she has that conversation, and she's like, how many lovers have you had? It's like, no, 13, 12, 12, 12, 12. And she's like, you've been with, you've been with, a, uh, you've been with a man? And, or no. whatever. No, never. No, 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 never, never, never. Uh, but like, there's, there, it, it's so, and there's, yeah, there's some sexy cinematic, you know, stuff in here for sure. It's really good. I love yeah, this. She, she gets nude, which surprised me. I did not expect that. And it's it's fantastic. I she love that. Scene. She looks fantastic and with a cigarette in her mouth. She's a great smoker, man. She looks great smoking on the screen. Um, well, you can take the smoke. Oh, never mind. Uh, but um, there's a great scene where they're having sex outside the bar. As people walk up and they stop fucking. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious. And then like she falls like down after they. It's like, oh, it's hilarious. And it's meant to be funny. Like it plays it that way. It yeah, it does. Uh, I like this. I like the line. Uh, JT Walsh is like he asked uh, uh, Lisa Florentino, um, "Can he afford a good lawyer?" She, and Lisa Florentino, Lisa Florentino says, "Not anymore." <laughs> <laughs> Her name's Linda Florentino. Florentino. Sorry. Yeah, Linda and, Florentino. Um, I have her uh, down just as Florentino. I don't. I even write Linda. It's because. weird. So it's it's. So I thought it was Florentino, but it's Fiorentino. I was like, what? It's F I. I thought it was F L. Yeah, it's F I. It's really. It's. Really oh, you're strange. right. There it is. I see it on the IMDb. Florentino. So, wow. That's what I have called her my entire life after seeing her in Dogma <laughs> and fucking Men in Black back in the day. Right. You know, and then it was Jake. until looking this up, I was like, "Holy shit, that's not an L." <laughs> Saying her name wrong, she'd be so mad at us right now. I know. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's Linda Fiorentino. Linda Fiorentino, great last name. Love her. He's a. a She's uh, incredible I, I, in this movie. Young like, for me, a and I talked to Mike about this earlier today. A very young crush for me from Men in Black. I was like, this oh, yeah. woman, this is my Scully. Like this is this woman's attractive. Uh, and I remember apparently she she uh, you know and this is not suck shit, but apparently she was not fun to work with on the set of Dogma. Um, Jason or Jesus Christ, what's his, what? Jason Muse. No, um, oh my god, Kevin Smith. Thank you. I was having a brain fart. Kevin he Smith. like he said there were some days she wouldn't even talk to him on set, like at all. And so like, he couldn't get anything out of her. <laughs> he's like, I, he's like, I really wish I would have hired Janine Garoppolo instead. <laughs> like, well, oh I, man, but... she's a better actor, so yeah, oh I, by I, far. Got her on, yeah. Because that that's my favorite Smith flick for sure, is fucking dogma. So um I love I, I love this line, uh roll me Nathandra uh I can't see the word right now. I'm kind of buzzed. <laughs> but she's talking to um, she's talking to uh, 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 Peter Berg, 
She called him a, a, a rural Nathaniel. I can't even say that fucking word. Caveman, basically. I can't say it. You guys can laugh me all you want to. Yes, thank you very much. Yeah, whatever. Long day. Fuck it. Uh, but that's a great line. I love that line very much. It's, it's, it's such a tight script, you know. Yeah. Um, it, it's it's amazing. I don't know. It's 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 hilarious. It's fun. Uh, she sells. Uh, she steals seven hundred thousand dollars, and she sets up Bill Pullman to do this to steal to sell like uh, pharmaceutical cocaine <laughs> to some. Well, like, uh, so he's go, he's going to school to be a doctor, right and, right? and so he borrows money from a loan shark to to pay for school. Well, now he wants to pay off the fucking doctor. So I don't right. think she's the one who actually set him up to do the because like. He would be the one who had the contact to get pharmaceutical cocaine if he's going to be a doctor. You know what well, I mean? But I thought that she that, that he said I thought that Bill no Bill Pullman could have been making that up. But he does say that at a certain point. He he says at the uh, close to the end, she had me make this deal with these drug dealers. Oh oh, oh I believe that wholeheartedly. Yeah, I'm, I must have missed that. That make yeah that makes total sense. Definitely for her. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. She's she's the mastermind of everything. She's a master manipulator. It's. It's fucking crazy, like how good she yeah. is at it. It's amazing, and I and I love. Uh, it was that no. good, Ben? <laughs> yeah, right, right. I, I love. I'm just joking. I agree. I I, I love um, Peter Berg in this. Peter Berg is like this, like a super, you know, from what fucking we see, moron, he moron, so but also stupid. But he's also like this nice guy, you know, and yeah. like you know, and it, you to me, really, it's a prime example of sometimes you got to think for yourself and ask fucking questions, to. man. Yeah. Like this guy just fucking I mean, goes with it just because he just wants to banger. Like, yeah, all he wants, wants to do is have sex. Like God, I yes. know, but damn, guys, damn, just yeah, run one out and then have a moment of clarity. Oh, <laughs> You should have fucked what's her name with the pink sweater at the beginning of the movie. You should have just fucked her instead. Right, he's just yeah, like, no oh, joke. we're stuck in this town, man. But no, you know, you won't get stuck in the town. You'll be fine. Like you, you, or he's working. He's making plenty of money. He can move out of the town. We, you know, um, you know, it, it, it's it's man, it blows my like like. We find out that he is a piece of shit at the end. Like well, even I, I would. I don't know about that. Like he was just a really drunk, confused piece of shit. Maybe he got who got, who got married. And I thought we weren't going to give that twist away. Oh yeah, right, right, sorry, <laughs> not going that far. Uh, but like he, all right, I'm, I'm with you, Mike. All right, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm too. I was being too cruel on that one. But yeah, I, I get you. But he, yeah, it's, I don't he does. Think that was any kind of a planned action. It's just it, it, it was you know. not. Yeah, it was not planned. <laughs> it was. Yeah, so I don't know about that. <laughs> Yikes! Yikes! Um, and it, it's interesting. Okay, so like, like, so uh, uh, Linda Fiorentino, um, she um, did I say that correctly, Mike? Yeah. Sure. Okay. She so, so she's Fiorentino. She steals uh, her her uh, she steals the money that Bill Pullman uh, uh, got from uh, selling drugs to some hoodlums, which is also hilarious because the hoodlums don't give them the suitcase; they just pour the fucking money onto the ground. You have to put it in his shirt. Which is hilarious. Um, I love it too when she gets back. She's like, "Did you walk around town like that?" And he's like, uh, <laughs> uh, "Fucking fuck idiot." You. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she takes this money, and she uh, this is a really great quirk that she has that she writes things backwards, which is really awesome. It's interesting yeah. and different, and I like it all quite a bit. But she leaves a note saying that, um, "What is there to celebrate?" You know, because oh, they're no, going to. No. See- she, she, so she throws. They had two condoms left in a package. She throws those away. Puts on the note, how can we celebrate without oh, the condoms, and, is what she's implying. 
And so that's what her reason was for leaving. You know, she she left to go get more condoms so they could celebrate. But reality, she was just stealing the fucking money and running. Right. right. <laughs> I also was questioning, like, Bill Pullman's a Max guy? Like, wow. All right. Well, I could be wrong here. Well, no, I thought we saw the Max guys with what's-his-face, Berg later or whatever. No, because she's like a horse guy. Yeah, the hanging horse. But she pulled out Max. Oh, yeah, but you see, you see those used. You see those same ones she took out used with Peter Berg later. They hook up the first time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's it. That's it. Uh, But um, uh, but she goes to this small town called um, uh, Beston. It's called Beston. Yes. Uh, Yeah. It's it's kind of like uh, Boston, I guess. It's uh, it's in New York. Um, Much smaller. Much 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 much. I think Joanna told me that it's not even actually a real town. It's just a made-up town. Um, But she goes to this town. um, She fucked Peter Berg uh, quite a bit. And then she contacts Heathy Walsh the next day, uh, a a lawyer friend of hers. And um, she she wants to divorce um, Bill Bill Pullman. And uh, Heathy Walsh is like, listen, it's going to take a while because it's drug money. So this this whole divorce thing could take like up to two years or six months. And if she turns it into any kind of actual equity, he could make a claim on it right then, like buying a condo or a house or anything like that. Right. Um, and so she has, so she takes his, 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 um, his, his device and he ends up, she ends up getting a job in this town. And I love the scene. It's almost like a Twin Peaks scene where she like, find, she looks in the newspaper. She find, she looks through, as we used to do when we were kids back in the day, look through newspapers to find jobs. <laughs> the, the classifieds. <laughs> and the classifieds. And I love that when she goes to this this the, um, this sort of insurance firm where she's trying to get the job, she fills her name out backwards, and the manager or CEO or whatever he is, the boss, nice trick. Um, huh? He's like, nice trick. He says, "I, I love your." He's like, I, um, "I love your quirk." That's an interesting quirk, and she kind of blows it off, and she uh, and he asks her, "Okay, so what should we call you?" And that's when she that's when she tells him that uh, uh, Croy, Wendy Croy. Um, it's so weird and campy with that upbeat jazz score. It's, well, it's so New York weird. backwards. I, I love that. Yeah, which is New York backwards with a little bit with a couple with a couple letters played into it. But like, yeah, it's in New York backwards. But um, it's also um, Twin Peaks has a. Uh, 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 Angelo Bellatamenti I, I could be saying his name completely wrong but um, the, Twin Peaks has this sort of weird sort of jazzy score to it and it's this movie's heavy with it and I thought that was really interesting it all takes place in this one small town for the most part and all these quirky things happen um, in this town and uh, this, there's weird things like this that happen, you know. I thought it was really cool, and sure. also brutal things that happen, which brutal things happen in Twin Peaks as well. So, I thought that was I, a cool. I, didn't, I, I like that, but I the only reason I didn't get a vibe that much though was just because like Twin Peaks is fucking so much better and crazier. <laughs> so, yeah, I didn't really, I didn't really crazy. That. yeah. But, uh, but yeah, but I, I thought was I thought that was really a, an interesting part, and this whole like this whole dynamic where um, you know uh, uh, Linda Forentino for, for <laughs> um, is walking down the hallway, and she and Peter Burke work at the same firm, and it's all it's like it's super, I love that little shit. It's so awesome. It's interesting. It's fuck. I love it. I love how he's like him to the bathroom too. Like yeah, the bathroom. I will Don't fuck with my image. <laughs> <laughs> I like how like Peter Berg's like, I have evidence. She's like, What do you mean? He's like, I there might be several uh latex items unrolled on my floor house right now. <laughs> 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 and she's like, 
That's gross. <laughs> it's it, it's so it just goes to show how pathetic this guy really is, like in going after oh, like and she knows that she she can blatantly see that's why she just manipulates his stupid ass, you know, like it's, he makes it so easy. It is. That's why you when you read that synopsis, it was like that really sums it up. Sums it up. I mean that like that we read, you know, um uh, you know, kill me again or whatever. Like you read that synopsis and it's like it's yeah, some of that some of that kind of stuff happens there, but it's, it's a lot. It's pretty vague. A lot to be, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. But this, the last seduction fucking synopsis is pretty right. It's it's right there. It's like up in your fucking face, man. It's... And like, and after reading the director's comment where he's like, you know, <clears throat> I originally saw it as a dark comedy, it even makes even more sense to me. Like, it doesn't make the movie kind of like less edgy or anything, but like, I I I, I kind of kind of view it more as that way it's just really fucked up it's it's a dark comedy coming from the viewpoint of a really fucked up individual <laughs> who is incredibly right. smart and intelligent i agree i agree she's a, a, an amazing character very funny and she's awesome she's one of my favorite characters in cinema he's an awesome character man yeah, i we, love her yeah we should hate her but damn it she's good ah, she's awesome yeah like that the, the, not the complete complete ending but like uh there's a there's a there's a, a part in an apartment building, which is like, you don't really see, like, they think that certain people have an upper hand and they fucking do not have the right. upper hand. She has the upper hand the entire time. And it's fantastic. I love that scene. <laughs> I love that scene where Bill Pullman's on the like, phone. What the fuck? <laughs> I love that scene where Bill Pullman's on the phone with her and they're trying to, um, they're trying to trace her call or whatever. And Bill Pullman calls her because, because her, her real name is Bridget. It's, uh, not the fake name she made, Wendy. He calls her, okay, I don't know what you're talking about, bitch at. It's really fucking funny. <laughs> you haven't the movie, it's bitch at, but it's really fucking funny. Because uh, he's, a, he's a douche, too. He's a total goofball. Oh, yeah, and, you know, much everyone is a shitty person. Even, I don't want to say Mike, because that, that poor bastard has gone through some dramatic things in the past. But, like, even he is kind of just a fucking idiot. He's so stupid. I have problems garnering sympathy for him you know what i mean like you, got, you gotta be smarter than what you're working with like you can't just allow everyone else around you to manipulate you or that's exactly what's gonna happen i mean this is, yeah well this is seen this movie where he's like he's really actually trying to he, he's they're at a bar which is probably not the best place to actually talk about a person's past really if you really care and have a relationship with somebody right. um the fact that he's playing pool and he's trying to talk about her past and and she actually at one point is actually trying to talk about something serious with him. You think it sounds like it, but he kind of but he completely blows it off and says, "How about we talk about me?" And it's like, "Oh man, like you're a complete fucking moron!" Like, and then what she does never... later on, and she starts getting the nitty gritty of some details of his past. Like then he shuts down immediately. Immediately, yeah. Um, I I don't think I've ever seen a character who contradicts himself so many times in this movie. He makes he makes so a stupid. right decision and completely shuts it down every fuck time. Even seeing on a piece of paper with a heart with his name in it with her name in it, it's like, so you're okay with this now? Like what? It's well, remember there, there was a letter too involved written from someone who the letter he is... was not thinking. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like. From, I'm trying not to give away anything by you know by just kind of giving away shit, but that that alone because right after that he changed his mind. And I remember watching the movie the first time. I was like, "What the fuck is wrong, with this, man? Like, <laughs> God, how could you be this fucking dumb? Like, uh, oh my god, 
That's why. That's why I have no sympathy really for his character. Don't get me wrong; it's shitty. What? How everything kind of plays out? Everything just in shitty for certain people. But man, I I don't have a lot of sympathy. No, I mean it's it's also interesting too the comparison of what Mike is at the beginning of the movie and Mike is what he at the end because Mike is talking about something that I think is really um, uh, uh, true to life. Like like hey man like. I want to be better than I want to be better than this small fucking town. I don't want to be in this small sure. town anymore. I want to get the fuck out of this town. This pe- this girl that walks in this pink sort of the big ass tits who wants to fuck me. That's nice, and I'd like to do that. But you know, I, I, it could be a problem. It could I could be uh you know I could be att- this girl could be attached to me, and I don't really I don't want to do that to her, and I don't want to do it to myself, and I want to just he don't want to stay there. You know? Yeah, yeah, he thinks he's there. better than Beston. Yeah, he's better than Beston. And he's like a rational human being for that first, like, two minutes. And then fucking, you know, uh, Linda Florentino comes in and she, and he's like, fuck all that shit. And then, bam, some new punani walks in the door. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. But I, I, I thought this, this is why I don't want to give away so much about it. Because I really, really like this movie. Like, I, I, was, the only, I was just reading through trivia. Apparently, the only reason Fiorentino wasn't um, eligible for an Academy Award is because this premiered on TV before it did um, uh, movie theaters because it premiered on Cinemax or something. Oh. What a fucked up rule. Come now on. you got now you got Netflix getting Academy Award non- nominations right. and everything. <laughs> Which should, that's how it should be, but this is definitely Linda Fiorentino's best performance ever, like, by far. I haven't seen a whole lot of her other stuff, but other than, like, Dogma, of course, what we right. mentioned earlier. But man, she is just fucking great in this movie. Yeah, she's fucking awesome in this movie. This is a fantastic flip. I can't say good. I can't say you know you know we went pretty in depth with uh, "Kill Me Again," uh, but uh, this one, man, I can't. I, just, can't yeah, I wanted to be more ambiguous, you know. I mean, like I don't want to spoil this ending for anybody. The ending Same. is so fucking good. Like it's just it's it's awesome. I, I just and what's funny just, is I was reading some reviews like, oh, it kind of fizzles out at the end. I was like. What? Like, what? that's when it fucking gets crazy is at the end. You know right. what I mean? Like, right, dude. Uh, it's crazy. Yeah. It blew my mind. But uh, yeah, I, I, I'm with you, man. I really, really, really enjoyed this flick. For me, it's easy, easy 4.5 out of 5. Right. Yeah, right, right. But, yeah, we're, we're, we're close enough as it is. So, um, but yeah, check this thing out, man. Uh, this thing, this, this movie, the last. Uh, uh, it's on Prime right now. <laughs> yeah, it's on Prime right now. Uh, the Last Seduction. And then um, Kill Me Again's on Pluto, which is free. Uh, go down to, like, I think the... Because th- Pluto didn't have a search bar. I think you have to go down to, like, Thriller. Uh, yes. So I, I couldn't find it. Yeah. I, I'll i be honest. I couldn't find it on my PS4. Uh, like, I scrolled through fucking 80s movies, 90s movies, thrillers, cults, <laughs> all this shit. The way I found it... Um, and I don't know if any of you have Roku out there. I just searched it through my Roku. And it just said, you know, free in... Um, uh, Pluto TV, and I just clicked on that, and it brought me directly to it. Yeah, cause I, didn't, I could I, never find it, bro. I looked for like an hour and a half and couldn't find it. Well, I almost texted you, like, "Where is this dude?" You know, what the and fuck? Just finally <laughs> found it. <laughs> but I went to, I, went, I, I think I went to Thriller. I'm pretty sure I went to Thriller or like uh, something that's sort of a uh, sort of a Thriller title, sure. and I found it there because I went to Acton. Like, I know I was like, it's not going to be an Acton. 
Yeah. Um, and it's either thriller or suspense, one of those two things, because those are both the same thing. But for some reason, a fucking movie app wants to separate those two things, and they're not that different from yeah, each other. I don't other. understand but why they don't have a search option. I don't get it. Just I, honestly, I don't, I don't understand the difference between a thriller and an action movie because they're both thrilling and they have action in them. So I don't really get it. But whatever. Well, I think that action uh, usually, you know, I, I think the only distinction in that is like some are meant to be more popcorn action, while thrillers usually have a lot more cerebral, like scary, creepy shit sometimes at times. In my opinion. Depending on what the movie is, though. So. For sure. Like, I would uh, consider Seven a thriller more than an action movie. Oh, I completely agree. Yeah. Yeah. But there's uh, a lot of action in Seven. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I, I want to mention this one thing. I forgot to mention this because I had I had it in my notes. This is about Kill Me Again. I thought okay. this was very different. I never, I have never seen this in a movie before. Val Kilmer goes to a graveyard to put to put flowers on his wife's headstone and then right next to it is his headstone with his birth date and his coming death date which is blank i've never seen right. that before i thought that was really interesting oh i've seen i saw that uh my my grandfather did the same thing when you know, my grandmother passed oh i didn't i didn't my know it was a thing the same yeah yeah apparently i remember oh. actually going to one of their funerals and like, kind of just walking through the cemeteries, you see that pretty often, actually. Because okay. fuck, you're gonna have to buy it at some point. You're already in grief. You might as well just <laughs> right, buy right. these motherfuckers at the same time. You know, wow. like, yeah, it's, just, it's sad, but I feel sad. Like that's the, sad. the reasoning. Well, okay. Well, that's for me. That's my first time. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> in a movie, and it was really it made that movie even more darker. Uh, in a way for that character, so but yeah, um, yeah, check this, check out both these movies, man. I think the John Stahl is a, is a really awesome director. I, I, I've never seen his stuff before until today. I watched both these movies today, and yeah, I'm really impressed with the guy. I can't wait to watch uh, Red Rock, uh, Red Rock West. Uh, West hopefully, yeah. it's- I, I mean, hell, I had seen Rounders years ago, but I had no idea that was his movie <laughs> and Joyride as well. I saw, yeah, and, and I like Joy, fucking teenager, yeah, I saw Joyride. <laughs> Theater. Um, I've seen Rounders on VHS when the blockbuster days were still rocking and rolling, and that oh, was a cool man. fucking movie, man. Absolutely. And uh, interestingly enough, I mean, there's a lot of fucking gambling and fucking uh, kill me again. So <laughs> yeah, no shit. But um, I remember Rounders being really. Cool. Well, I guess we'll have to go back to that, Mike. We have to do like a Rounders and uh, Joyride sort of like. I'm uh, down for that. Episode. He literally did those movies back to back, so. Yeah, back to back. It's not exactly kind of how these were done, but still, that's that that'd be fun. I'd be down for it. And I, I remember, for the most, it's been a long time for me. I remember Joyride being extremely suspenseful, man. This oh, is I great. loved it. Yeah, yeah Candy uh, Cane. Uh, yeah, I, I, Candy <laughs> Cane. And I, it's it's it's. I mean, that's the highest praise I can give to Paul Walker. I mean, or Steve Zahn, but like that that was really. That was oh, man, I love Steve Zahn. I think that guy's a great comedic actor in so many other things. But I understand your viewpoint. Yeah, I, I don't. Well, I like him more than I like Paul Walker. But I mean, also I like I like Louis Sobieski a lot too. But you know, we got we got fucking uh, Mindy uh, Jody Foster. <laughs> yeah, maybe Joey Glass House. Remember, I was so excited about Glass oh, yeah. House back in the day. It's like, oh man, Louis Sobieski's in fucking a, 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 a suspense thriller, man. I gotta see this shit. Such a bad Glass movie. House. Bad movie, man. Such bad. a bad movie. <laughs> Terrible movie. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll do that shit one day, too. The, uh, the, the movies that we thought were gonna be awesome as fucking preteens. So I can't wait to get into it. <laughs> That's how it goes. <laughs> well, hey, everybody. Thanks so much for ch- checking us out. We really appreciate it. 
and please do us a favor and check out these movies, man. That'd be really cool. And uh, yeah, we, we we just have fun talking about all this shit, especially noirs like this. This is right up me and Jeremy Sally. <laughs> so check them out. We hope you all like them as well. It is awesome. And this movie, I mean, literally, uh, I I could have I could have praised Mike all day for the last seduction. Uh, I did not I did not want to blow up his phone too much, but I was like, after I watched it, I was just like, man, I am so fucking happy you fucking mentioned this movie. That's this movie is amazing. I couldn't believe how much I liked it at the end of it. And like it just happened to work out that we needed something to throw in this week. I was like, dude, okay, I got it. Got it, dude. Got it. Holy shit, dude. But anyways, guys, you guys take it easy. Um, we'll talk to you guys next time. Please don't be a piece of shit and uh take it easy out there. Later. <laughs>